Seek the Joy Tuesday on today's episode is Kiara Harris and Kiara is the host and creator of The Facade Project, which is a podcast that aims to break down the real struggles of living in Los Angeles. Kiara says from Cali living to the reality of getting your foot in the door, it's time to break down the facade that everything is okay in your life and get to the truth about the struggles of working and living in Los Angeles. I love the premise behind Kiara's podcast, and I'm so excited about the platform that she's creating. If you think about it, we all put up a facade. I mean, at one point or another in our lives, we're all acting as if everything is okay, and the truth of the matter is, is that it's not always okay, and it's okay to be honest and real about the struggles and the highs and the lows and and what your journey really looks like. And I was so excited for obvious reasons to have Kiara on this podcast and to talk to her and to learn more about her journey and what it's been like creating the Facade Project. And funny enough, we actually pretty much launched our podcast around the same time in October. And so it was so cool to connect with someone who was also just starting out with a podcast. I was also really excited to chat with Kiara about this concept of speaking your dreams into existence. And she has this really cool story about her journey moving to Los Angeles and her experience of speaking and writing her dreams into existence. If you have no idea what it is I'm talking about, speaking your dreams into existence is this whole idea that you either speak or write things down that we want to happen. And it's about the things that you've imagined for yourself coming to life. And if you focus on what it is you want and you speak about it and you write about it with optimism and hopefulness and enthusiasm, And it's also about having a knowing and a trust that it's going to happen and that the universe or whatever it is that you believe in is listening to you. Once you really believe in what it is you're saying, speaking, writing, and dreaming, you really start to believe in yourself too. I am so excited to share with you Kiara's journey and story about coming out to Los Angeles and her experience writing and speaking her dreams into existence. I have really enjoyed connecting with Kiara and getting to know her better and hearing more about her journey, creating and starting the Facade Project, and to learn more about Kiara and the Facade Project, you can head over to her website, breakthefacades.com, and she's got some really exciting things happening in 2018, including a t-shirt line where 10% of the proceeds will go towards LA Crisis Text Line, and it's a nonprofit that focuses on mental health and emotional wellness in the Los Angeles community and beyond. And to learn more about today's episode and everything that we talk about, as always, you can head over to the show notes section of the website seekthejoypodcast.com forward slash show dash notes everything you need to know about this podcast and this episode is all right there so i hope you enjoy today's episode start speaking and writing and thinking and dreaming your dreams into existence because you never know where the universe might take you so without further ado here is my conversation with kiara
thank you so much for having me, Sydney. I'm so excited to be on Seek the Joy podcast. Yay, I'm so happy you're here too. <laughs> um, we actually met through Instagram, which is like so funny. But um, aside from that, the Facade Project podcast, I kind of started it when my friend who is from the same hometown as me, Florida, he was struggling out here. And like, he didn't really tell me about it. And I just never really knew what was going on. Like he would be like, Hey, like, can I stay at your house? I, you know, he wouldn't really like, let me know what was going on with him. And I'm like, yeah, of course, like whatever. And one day he called me out of the blue and he goes, Hey, can you pick me up? Like I'm at the downtown bus station and my, you know, my car got stolen. And I was like, what? Your car got stolen. Oh my God. Yeah. So I went and I, I picked him up from the bus station. I took him home. I didn't really ask many questions. Cause you know, in that type of situation, you don't really, you let them talk more so than you, yeah. you know, pry and try to figure out what's going on. So, um, I end up dropping him off and then I come home and I just have this like realization, like I start tearing up. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing because at that point in time, I was spending a lot of money, um, out here and I'm from Florida and I, I don't have money to spend like some of the girls that I've met in LA. And so I was just kind of realizing, I think that I was living my life in a way that I shouldn't have been. And that wasn't authentic to me. So, um, from that night, I kind of just realized that I wanted to, help people and help people in a way where I don't know, like I could be some, some type of, I don't even know, like beacon. I don't, it's kind of weird. Like I felt like I had like an anointed moment where I was like, <laughs> I realized what I was supposed to do with my life. Cause I've always liked helping people. Like in school, I was an orientation leader, which helps students get acclimated to campus. And I was an RA. So I just loved giving back and making an impact in my community. And, um, because of my job, I, I came out here for shark tank. I was, a an intern last season with them and I still work for them to this day, but basically I kind of had everything set up for me. Right. So I got a scholarship to come out here and that paid for relocation fees. Basically I didn't really have to struggle. And because I, I didn't have a struggle story or I wasn't, you know, affected in the way that I see so many people out here are like they're hustlers and, you know, they don't have a lot of money, but they're making it work like couch surfing and stuff. So I was like, you know what, what if I just had a way for them, for these people to, to share their testimonies and to, to show that it's not as easy as people think it is coming out here and making their dreams a reality or like, the entertainment industry and isn't as glamorous as it looks from the outside looking in. Yeah. So the facade project is facades that people put up in their lives, um, whether it's in person hiding their truth or whether it's on Instagram with all the flashy pictures that, you know, everything's fun and they're having so much fun with their life, but they're really going through some yeah. struggles. So that's kind of like why I started it. Yeah, no, I think that's a, such a great concept for a podcast, especially especially in LA, where everybody sort of has a front. I think we go, you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording, but everyone has a front regardless sort of, I think, of what industry you're in. And so I think you and I share very similar um, missions with our podcasts, which are you know to really break that down and to start to show who we really are on a very basic, authentic level. And I think what you're doing, and I've listened to 
every episode you've put out so far. And I think the stories that people are sharing are so true and honest and it's, you're really giving people sort of a forum to share who they are and what's important to them. And it's, you're also talking to real people. And I really love that. And yeah, you could contact like a celebrity, right? And someone who has that notoriety, but maybe they wouldn't be as willing to break down the facade. And so I think I really love what you're doing with your podcast. I think it's sending oh, it's sending a great message. So what do you think you've learned so far, maybe about yourself going through creating this podcast and sort of setting up um, this space for people to really show who they really are? Well, I think I'm learning that I'm pretty good at getting people to open up and feel comfortable with me. I have kind of like a soothing voice, I've been told. You do. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just think that people are, they're willing to talk about something that's real. Right. And something that just cause they just, everybody likes talking about themselves, but at the same time, people want to show the real truth, you know, that they're going through and, and have that be, and have that help somebody else. You know what I mean? So I think I'm realizing that this is so important because it's relatable. Like you said, people can listen in and hear somebody's story and and just kind of relate to it no matter what industry they're in. Um, so I think I'm just learning that I have a voice and that, um, people are wanting to hear what's real. Yeah. I love that. I think learning that you have a voice that is important and that people want to, to listen to, it's something that I've never really thought of as myself as having a voice that people wanted to hear and listen to and send a message. And so what I've learned too, through creating this podcast is what we all have to say is so important and Mm -hmm. in our own right. And I think, um, I think we're all just starting to get to the space of this space of really knowing, you know, that we all have a purpose and we all have a mission and what we all have to say is so important. And so that's what I've enjoyed too about creating a podcast is it's giving people the space and the opportunity to share their message. Like what you were talking about before on Instagram, everyone just kind of puts up the best version of who they are. Um, and we don't really, we rarely get to see the truth and the struggle. And I think people sort of shy away from showing who they really are on social media because I think they think it'll be a turnoff to people. And so I also really love that aspect of what you're doing. It's, it's about showing the truth and the struggle behind it. And what has your experience been like living in LA so far? How you've been here for two years or a little under two years? Yeah, a little under two years, about a year and a half. And oh my gosh, girl, when I came out here, (laughs) I came out with a friend because I was so nervous of living by myself. And I I knew she really wanted to be in LA too. So I was like, you know, just come live with me. We'll share a one bedroom. You know, I was thinking in my head, oh, this is going to be perfect. We're saving on rent, all this stuff. And when we got out here, it was not like that at all. We realized, you know, how hard it was living out here. Like you have to have first month's rent. You have to have security deposit. You have to have like credit. And I didn't have a credit card. I didn't take out any credit cards. So that was already like, whoa, I need to boss up and be an adult and figure out 
where I'm going to live, how I'm going to pay for it. And I had to use my parents as a guarantor and stuff. But, um, the living situation was kind of hard navigating coming from Florida because in Florida you're paying like for, you can get a, a nice apartment for $500 a month. And out here you get double that for living in a shoebox mm-hmm. is what I yeah, I can it. attest to that. Mm-hmm. And then just I think also being on the East coast coming out to the West side, like people are so different, like the interactions, there's no like hello and passing and smiles. And that's like what I'm used to. Yeah. It's such a (laughs) different culture. It's a different culture. And I feel like it's like almost like people are cold, but that just may be because everybody's hustling, you know? And, and I also noticed like just going out and stuff that people have their set groups, which was different for me. Like when I go out and back home, like people are looking to meet people and interact and have interactions, like real interactions. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing that that's kind of not how it is out here. So it was definitely a culture shock for me. Yeah. But you know, I got into my groove. I found, you know, my people and, um, I'm doing much better and enjoying my experience a lot. Cause I was really homesick when I came out here. I mean, any transition is, is so difficult. And especially you went from graduating college to moving to another state, which, uh, mm-hmm. is huge. And when I graduated from college, I didn't do that. I just went, uh, 30 miles away to a different school. Uh, right. so any transition is, is huge. And especially, mm-hmm. uh, when you're starting out and doing something on your own. And I remember the other day I saw you posted, uh, in your Instagram, story about something that you wrote in your journal. I guess it might've been what, like a couple years before you moved out to LA. Yeah. Could you just share a little bit about what it is that you shared in your journal? And because I think that whole message and that whole story is so powerful. And I think so many people could, could relate to it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me get my journal. Yeah, it's grab actually it. right in my room. Grab it, grab it. Okay. So I started journaling my twenties a couple years ago, 2015 was my first entry. And I just kind of wanted to document my twenties. Cause you know, there's so many ups and downs and you really find who you are in your twenties. I felt like, yeah. So I was like, why not just write it out? I was still a sophomore in college. So I wrote this entry where I'm talking about just kind of what I wanted to do in my life at the time. Like, you know, Oh, I'm thinking, I'm going to go to California. And I, I really loved entertainment and news at the time. I'm like, I'm going to be a reporter on E news. And I wrote in the journal, let me see where it was. I say, so I have pretty big dreams and aspirations for myself. I want to travel a lot. I want to live in California and work in the entertainment industry. I haven't figured it all out yet, but that's okay. I'm thinking E news, but I need to get on my ish and start interning and networking to make it to E goodness, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen. But if I know one thing about myself, it's that I have a drive like no other. And that was in 2015. And fast forward to the end of 2016, like in the summer, June, that's when I moved out and started working for Shark Tank. So I just think there's something to be said when you write something out and you, you, you can't stop thinking about it and you put it out there into the universe or whatever you believe in, you pray on it. If that's what you, you know, do and, and, and you're spiritual in that way. And you make it ha- like, I don't really know. I, I feel 
feel like you just have to speak things into existence. That's always been my mantra, like speak your dreams into existence. And if you work hard and the opportunity presents itself, you're, you're going to be ready and you're going to go at it full force because you've already been saying how passionate you are about it, telling people about it. Right. So I think that's kind of how it happened. It's that whole concept of speaking your dreams into existence and and talking about it and putting it out there. And I really believe in that too. It, it's it's this idea of you speak about it with like hope and optimism and positivity and something that you really want to happen and you believe in it and you believe in yourself too. And then, you know, you may not know the timeline, right? That it'll happen. You were saying it was like a whole year later, basically, that you had the opportunity to move out to LA, but I just think the whole idea of finding what it is that you're excited and passionate about and writing it down and then speaking about it. I think so many people have heard about this and want to do it, but maybe don't have any concrete proof in their own life that it's possible. Um, And I just think the more people like you, you know, kind of share your own experience with it, I think the better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I saw this quote and it was like, you know, sometimes you just have to create what you want to be a part of. So I love that. There's already people out there who are doing the same thing as us, but why can't we be a beacon of light too? Why can't we, you know, try to inspire as well? Like the more, the better. Because somebody, whether you know it or not, somebody out there needs to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I think um, there's room at the table for everyone. And I think it's about collaboration and not competition. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, personally, from my own life experience, I've had times where, you know, I really want something, but then I go to the space where it's like, oh, no, think about all the negatives and all the reasons why it can't happen. And um, it's about trying to remain positive and that's kind of where the concept of this podcast, Seek the Joy, comes in. You know, it's about yeah. staying positive and working every day to to remain in that space and seek the joy in your own life. And right. part of that is following what it is you're passionate about. But going back to what we were talking about a little bit before, you know, yeah, there are tons of people out there with a podcast, but yeah. my podcast is different from your podcast, which is different from... <laughs> a lot of the podcasts that are, you know, most listened to by a lot of people. And so I think, you know, you've got to go for it and you've got to try and you've got to put your message out there and someone will hear it and someone will receive it and they'll be just as excited about it as you are. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just love that about this whole platform. I think it's so powerful that way. Right. And I love, I think we're like one in the same, like even talking to you, I can tell we're just, we're on the same level and it's great. Same wavelength. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And I also think part of that speaking your dreams into existence thing is about sharing it with the right people. Did you ever have an experience where you sort of shared your dream or about how you wanted to move out to LA or even work in the entertainment industry? Did you ever talk to someone who sort of, for lack of a better expression, poo-pooed on it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, you can't do this? Yeah, honestly, my parents, you know, like my parents, they always encouraged me and my sister to, you know, do whatever it was that set our soul on fire. Like we didn't have to pick a certain major, like anything like that. But I think my parents, there was definitely a lack of doubt there because I was undecided my first two years in college. I had no idea. I, I, was performing on stages. I was singing in high school. You know, I had a love for entertaining and I was not afraid to be in front of a crowd, but 
when it came to college and you kind of had to shift gears and focus and for lack of better term, like find out what you wanted to do with the rest of your life. That was definitely scary. And I was like, wait, 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 I'm, I'm 18, 19 years old. I don't, I haven't thought about it. So that's why I didn't decide to choose a major. I was just like, I'm just going to take my general classes and see what happens. And my mom was like, Oh, what about, you know, you like entertaining. What about going on a cruise ship and entertaining crowds of people or what about, you know, traveling? You said you want to travel. Why don't you become a flight attendant? Like they were definitely noticing that school wasn't my thing. And I wanted to finish because my mom's a teacher. So I was like, you know, I'm going to finish college. Like, don't worry about that. I just don't know what I want to do. And I think I found out what I wanted to do with as far as major in my life, when I, um, I rushed this business fraternity and that, that was like the moment where I shifted gears and was more focused because I went to this like retreat and everyone was kind of talking about their life experiences. And I was like, I don't really have any cons like concrete life experiences that made me realize like what I wanted to do in life. But that got me thinking about Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do in life. So to sum this up, basically I was looking up to this girl in the fraternity and she did just like a whole bunch of social media for the organization. Like she was interviewing students on campus and, you know, working on the video editing content. And I was like, this looks so interesting. Let me, I'm going to major in radio television. And so that's when I declared that major and started to get the ball rolling with what I was trying to do and making the moves to LA. And I, I saw this flyer one day in my school of communication, the college, and it was like shark tank, Hollywood, California. And it was kind of like, this is a sign. Like I, I, you know, I declared this major and then I saw this internship opportunity and I, I applied, I just applied for it, you know, and I spoke it into existence. I worked hard for it. I, you know, made sure I knew what the job entailed. I reached out to past interns, like the organization helped me become more business minded. Right. So they really helped you learn, um, interview skills, creating resumes, cover letters, um, all that stuff to basically sell yourself to be more marketable for jobs and stuff. So I really think that that organization helped me secure internship that I got. That's amazing. I think, um, nothing happens by accident. So the fact that you came across this, this business fraternity and it, I think college is great. And I obviously went to college too, but I think there are things and lessons and skills that you learn outside of the classroom that are even more important. So you wouldn't have even come across this business fraternity if you weren't, you know, at your university and kind of the space you were in. I'm a planner. I've always been a planner, but I think there's something to be said for not having a plan. Um, (laughs) It sort of leaves open the space for new possibilities and for more spontaneous moments to sort of cross your path. Because if you're, if you have this plan, right, and I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this, I'm basically speaking from experience, then, you know, certain things can't, enter your life and opportunities and people because you're so focused on whatever your plan is. And so I think the fact that you were undecided and you didn't know what you wanted to do, um, I think it really opened up the space for you to start to dream and figure yeah. out, okay, I want to come to LA. I, I don't think That's it was like- an accident that you saw in big, bold lettering, Shark Tank, Hollywood, California. Right. Um, I think there's really something to be said for not for not having a plan, because maybe if you had a set plan, who knows if you would have ended up here. You know what I mean? Right. 
Right. Do you find for yourself that creating a podcast and meeting people and, and maybe talking to people that you haven't, you know, met before, do you feel like it's, it's put you in a more vulnerable space in your own life? Absolutely. I think it puts me in a vulnerable space and it also, I'm also learning from them. And I didn't really, I didn't expect that. I expected to be the one asking questions and I expected to be the one navigating the conversation. Whereas what I'm realizing is it's more organic and it's more, you know, them challenging me in some ways. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like with every guest, it's just a different conversation, but it's, it's certainly forced me to open up more right. and to really put myself out there. I think in ways that maybe like five years ago, I never would have, uh-huh. would have done that. So I was just curious to see if you've had like a similar experience. Yeah. It's definitely like opened my eyes to things. Like I'm learning, I'm, I'm inspired by them. You know, I expected them to get inspired by what I'm trying to do. And that's kind of selfish but I just get inspired by them. I really do. Sometimes I end up like tearing up sometimes, you know, and it's like, these people are amazing and they're rooted and they're, they're going towards their purpose. Right. And, and they're building it and I'm just learning from them. It's great. And I, I've never really had a problem opening up. That's never been a problem of me, of mine. (laughs) I'm such an open book. So anything that they ask me, you know, I'm very just like vocal about it. And, and the same with them. Like I expect them to be as upfront with me as possible, but sometimes, you know, with the editing and stuff, I have to go back and they, you know, show them and they are like, Oh, I don't really want that in there. So it's a learning experience. It, it really totally is. I really feel like through this podcast, you're sort of figuring out what your path and your passions are. And you're definitely weaving the whole entertainment and being in LA into it. And I think, I just think it's amazing how you've put both worlds together. Yeah. What would you say really brings you joy in your life? Um, honestly, I am overjoyed when my friends or, you know, anybody that I even am an acquaintance with when they're thriving, when I see them, you know, living their best life, I say, or, you know, working hard and attaining the goals that they set out for themselves, that really makes me happy. Other people's happiness brings me joy. I think when you see people that you care about who are doing well and following what it is that they're excited about, it excites me personally. Mm -hmm. It it pushes me to want to do more and to be more um, and to keep chasing after what it is that I'm doing. Right. And I think happiness, you know, also it's not something that you, it's not a final destination. It's something that you have to keep seek, like you say, like keep seeking that joy and and what sets your soul on fire. Like if I ever find a day where this isn't fun for me anymore, then I'm totally fine, you know, stopping or trying to shift gears and see what else I can do. You know, I just know that like when I'm passionate about something, I just go at it full force. And I think everybody should do that. Yeah. Okay. I totally relate to that because when I'm excited about something, it's like zero to 100 real quick. It's like, so when I started this podcast, it was like, okay, I'm already planning. Like, who am I going to ask? And like, what is that episode? Do I want that to be about? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you sort of, when you get excited, you're just you just run with right. it. And so it's so exciting and so cool to see other people who are having a similar similar experience and it can be with anything in their life. I mean, it's not just about people, you know, who have a podcast. It's 
Absolutely. It's getting excited for them and with the things that they're doing. So right now you work at Shark Tank. We talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. that. How has it been for you to sort of balance the full-time job and friends and family and living in a new state? And now you've got this amazing side project, which I don't know if I love calling it a side project because I feel like it's it's just part of you. Do you know what I mean? How has that been trying to stay balanced? Oh man, it's been definitely, it's put a, a new level of stress on me. But it's a fun type of stress to navigate because I love being organized and I love being busy. So it's definitely hard, but I've realized that I'm okay. I'm grabbing my, my agenda. I'm writing things down and it's like, I have to, cause I have this project and I have, you know, a social life. And I also have like, I'm dating and I I have this full-time job. So it's definitely a balancing act, but it's fun for me. Cause it's like, at first when I started with Shark Tank, it was great. I was, you know, I was hustling. I was getting my name and face out there to people because I was like, I need as many people to know who I am as possible. Cause I know this is a big market and I know you can drown in it. Honestly, it's like, it's like you're a, a small fish in a big pond versus like coming from Florida. I felt like a big fish in a small pond. So mm-hmm. when you come out here, you kind of have to change your mindset right away. You have to realize that you're at the bottom and you have to put a smile on your face. And I'm ne- I'm never without a smile on my face. So I was smiling, getting my name and face out there. And when I secured the job, when I became an assistant to our showrunner of Shark Tank, I was like, okay, you know, I feel more stable. But then when I got complacent, I never like feeling complacent. So I was at a point where I was just going through the motions. I knew what I was supposed to do. And, and I'm so happy that I found this project and I found this new purpose for myself. I think you have many purposes, right? I don't think you just one purpose. But when I found this purpose that I wanted to build upon, I knew, okay, this is game time. This is real for me. And I just, I went forward with making sure I had balance. And I think important to, you need to have balance. You need to have days for you. Right. And you need to know when I need to just be off of social media right now, or I I don't want to pick up my phone and text these people back or call them. You just have to step outside of yourself and realize like, okay, just breathe and just think. I always believe in like thinking before you speak too. So So important, especially when you have a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm learning that too. Like, okay, let's stop let them take over and then circle back. And it's kind of hard to remember sometimes like what your question was, cause they're still talking and it's, it's definitely a learning experience, but it's so much fun for me. It's such a growing experience too, but I love what you said about, well, two things. One, the first thing, how you said you always have a smile on your face. I think that's so important. We can have really bad days and it's okay to feel your emotions and feel your way through that day. Mm-hmm. But when you're, you know, you're a professional and you're out there and you're in the world and you're trying to establish contacts for yourself and build a name and a reputation and you've got to put out your be- the best version of you. And sometimes that's uh, really hard to do. But I love what you said about how you always have a smile on your face. And I think that smile is contagious, you know, and I think people sort of gravitate towards people who put out that energy. Mm-hmm. We all we've all been there where you're having a crabby day and you've still got a smile yes, through it. That's maturity. Yeah. You know, that's being an adult, which is really hard to do. I would say 95% of the time. So I really loved what you said about that. And then the other thing when you were talking about balance, knowing when you need to take a time out for yourself so you can sort of refuel yourself so that you can be there for others. Exactly. And I think also I learned 
about like just having to work through it. And I think part of my facade, if we're talking facades, is that I would I'm such a people pleaser. I don't like people to be mad at me and, you know, feel some type of way because I couldn't do something for them. So I think that's what made me realize that I need to take more time for myself. I was during production days that it gets really busy with Shark Tank. I'm like, I'm the face of the company basically, or the production company, because I make sure that guests are having a great time. We have a lot of people watching the show um, live. And then I also take care of the sharks, right? So like Mark Cuban, like high profile people, I, I took care of Alex Rodriguez and even Jennifer Lopez. And I I just had to realize that these people don't know me. They don't know what's going on in my personal life. They don't care. Like this is a business, right? So Mm -hmm. I have to put my face, I have to put on a a facade and I think that's everything just came full circle to me in that moment. I told you about like my friend getting his car stolen and it's like, I kind of realized like kind of like the purpose of life, I would say, like why people do the things that they do. I think the more you start to um, turn inward and learn more about yourself, you start to have a better and a bigger understanding of the world in general and sort of understanding why, you know, maybe the person next to you in line at Starbucks has an attitude today. Yeah. Well, it, it's because of what's going on in their life. It has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, the barista was slow or whatever the circumstance would be. It really has everything to do with them. And so I think the more you start to learn about you and mm-hmm. why you do the things that you do, you really start to understand other people exactly. better and everything sort of comes full circle that way. Right. You know, you're sort of the face of production on those days when you're sort of in the thick of it, in the thick of your job. And I know Shark Tank is on air right now. So you probably just came out of a really busy season yeah. for yourself when you're sort of in the thick of it. I mean, how, how do you stay true to yourself in those situations? Man, it's hard to. And I think that's why I started the facade project, honestly, because I was yeah. realizing that I was keeping up with the Kardashians out here. (laughs) I was, you know, trying to live this lavish lifestyle that wasn't something that I can even afford, number one, or something that I even want to do because it's so draining. Like I, I really understand how celebrities feel almost. Not that I'm a celebrity, but like just being in that, in that arena with them, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's exhausting. It's draining. It's not only physically draining, it's financially draining. It's emotionally draining. You don't really realize if, you know, the people that you're hanging out with are true friends or people who, you know, you just like to go out and party with. And that's why I took a step back and I realized that this is what's important to me, breaking down these fronts and, and talking about what's real. And I think that's why so many of these young celebrities are going through it. Like, did you see Demi Lovato's documentary on YouTube? It's called, no, it's amazing. It's called simply complicated. Demi Lovato, simply complicated. And she talks about how, you know, she was thrown into this world so young and she was partying too much and she, you know, had an eating disorder and so many things were going on in her personal life, but she had to put on that front and she had to be Disney channels, sunny with the chance and, you know, camp rocks singer and all this stuff going 
tour and it's like you really, it can really get to you. So I think stepping outside of yourself is so important for your mental well-being. I mean, I've lived in LA my whole life and I don't really connect to the core of what LA is about. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is where my family is. This is where I've grown up. And so I really understand, you know, the need to take time out and take a step back and kind of replenish your, your fuel because there is a lot of pressure here in terms of money and how people spend their money and what people are interested in and how people spend their time. And if you're not that person and you're trying to keep up with it, it takes a toll. Yeah. Where would you say, do you feel most like yourself when you're working on your podcast and you're connecting with people in this way? Absolutely. I feel like it's what I'm meant to do. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like... No, it doesn't sound crazy. Yeah, and it's just like, I, I realized when I came out here too that a lot of people were... I, I got a lot of followers. I got a lot of um, requests on whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I got a lot of text messages from people that I don't normally talk to. Just like, I see you're in LA. I see like, this is so cool. What are you doing? Like, how do I move to LA and do work in entertainment? And it's like, I, I used to just text them back and it was so draining. Like I wanted people to know my story and I wanted people to see how I'm living and stuff. But I just realized that, you know, I need to, I need to do it in a more concrete way. Like it's not what it appears to be. And this is what's real. And if you want to learn about it, like go to the facade project, you know, I'm trying to build a brand. I don't see this as just a podcast. Like I want to create events where people can come together and network with each other and just kind of like, I don't know, like I just see it as something bigger and it's, it's great for me right now. I feel like myself when I'm when I'm working on this for sure. I love that you envision it as being more than just a podcast and it being a space where people can meet up and whether you are holding, I don't know, an event or a <laughs> workshop. And But I think it's so important to have that bigger vision and to sort of, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is speaking your dreams Seriously. into existence and also writing your dreams into existence. It's seeing yourself in that broader vision too. So imagining what you're going to do five years down the road and what you want your brand to look like and what you want your life to look like. And it reminds me a lot about a podcast I just recorded and about the storylines that we weave for ourselves and sort of imagining yourself in the storyline you want to be in. And I think you have really done that. It doesn't surprise me that you get phone calls and text messages, especially when you first moved out here from people who are just want to know what you're doing and how you did it and how they can also do Mm -hmm. it. But I think at some point you sort of have to, you have to do it. You have to just pull the trigger and go for it. And that's why I love your story about coming out to LA. I really love how you just, you just went for it and you've created that vision for yourself. Thank you. It's so cool. So for somebody who, let's say they want to move to LA or they want to start a podcast or create uh, a new vision for themselves, whatever it might be, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Man, I would say use your network. Like you may not know who knows someone, but somebody knows someone in the space that you want to be in. So whatever small network you have, use it, utilize it. And also don't be afraid to reach out to people. The worst thing that could happen is that you just don't get a response back. So what you reach out to other people, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. connect on LinkedIn, utilize the tools that are already out there and make it happen. Keep that grind going. (laughs) You know, I just love that about reaching out to people this year 
And I would say, especially I've reached out to more people, whether it's for this podcast or professionally for my career, just people that I've never met before. And before I was so scared to do that because of the fear of rejection. Right. People are afraid to be told no. And I don't know why. I think, and I can only speak for myself, but for me, it makes me feel like they're saying no to me, but they don't even know me. And it makes me feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have put myself out there in that way. But the truth is they're just busy or they've got a lot going on. And it very rarely has anything to do with you. Exactly. And that's something I've really learned this year. And I just keep, I just keep reaching out, whether it's an Instagram DM or an email or a LinkedIn request. It's like, Hey, this is me. This is who I am. I really love what you're doing. Let's chat. And if you get a response, amazing. That's how you and I connected, right? If you don't get a response, that's okay. It just, it just wasn't the right person, the right fit. Um, Sometimes I believe, honestly, if you don't get a response, it's a blessing. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like it means that person or that organization just wasn't supposed to be part of your journey and wasn't supposed to be part of your story. So yes. And I'm so inspired by you. I like, honestly, when you reached out, that was so personal. Like everybody can follow someone on social media, but you took it a step further by like reaching out via a DM. And that's how we're here today, you know, and we're a part yeah. of each other's story. And I just can't totally. wait. And we're even talking about going to create and cultivate. I'm so. excited. I think it'll be so fun to do. I have a new friend. Yes. No, <laughs> I just think it's so, you know, and when I reach out to somebody, I really do my research. So like, yes. before I reached out to you, I was looking at your podcast and I was listening to some episodes and I was like, okay, wow, I really like what she's doing let me reach out to her because also I just feel like when you're starting out and you're doing something new you've kind of got to reach out and and not only let people know you're there but let people know you're there to support them too and I just think we need more of that collaboration and more of that teamwork there's space at the table for everybody and I wish more people felt that way I think there are a lot more people who feel that way who um, we just don't know about but a lot of people um, I think they look at it as oh you're kind of entering my space and my arena and they get very protective they get a little um, because look how many people there are in the world and look how many people there are on the internet and you know everyone has a different sort of uh domain and so i i just really believe there's space absolutely there's totally space for everyone okay so what what is your biggest dream? My biggest dream, man, I don't even know. Honestly, I'm I'm only 23. I think it'll all I think it'll change and pivot, but that's definitely okay. I think what I want to do is I want to produce my own documentaries and I want people to to see the real side of somebody and not just what the TV is today, not just streaming, not competitiveness. I want people to just see the authenticity of a person. And that's my dream. I love it. So where can everyone find you and find the facade project? Oh man. Okay. So you can find the facade project on SoundCloud and I just got on iTunes, Sydney. (laughs) So excited. So please, if you have it in your heart, please rate and review the facade project on iTunes and just go to SoundCloud slash the facade project right there. And on across all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, it's break the facades, facades, F-A-C-A-D-E-S but it's Break the Facades and I'm just so passionate about it if you want to be a guest please email me 
Instagram, whatever. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being on. I'm so happy to have connected with you and I'll include all the info for the facade project in the show notes for this episode. And yeah, if anybody out there wants to share their facade and who they are and uh, sort of unmask, unmask the truth, yes. hit you up because I think it would be so great to, to share their story with you. I would love that. Absolutely. Absolutely.